Hi there, Caitlin here. Our mission at EB Academics is simple. Help middle school ELA teachers take back their time outside of the classroom by providing them with engaging lessons, planning frameworks, and genuine support so that you can become the best version of yourself, both inside and outside of the classroom. So if you think you might be ready to try something new because you know you simply cannot continue the way that you have been, that I'd invite you to take a moment to check out the EB Teachers Club, the EB Writing Program, or the EB Grammar Program by visiting the links in the description of the podcast. We hope to continue to support you within one of our programs in the future. And in the meantime, we look forward to serving you right here on the podcast each week. All right, welcome back to part four of our four-part series this month in April, all about engaging activities to do with your students this time of year. So we're in the end of the school year. We want to keep our students motivated, engaged, and yourself too, right? We want to give you some motivation to make it through to the end of the year. So if you haven't already listened to episodes 218, 219, and 220, go back and check them out. They have a ton of great ideas. There's a research project in there. There's a graphic visual essay writing assignment in there. We talk about a genius hour project. So they're all independent of each other. You don't have to listen to them in any order, but they all serve the same purpose of just creating that high level of engagement with your students um, for the end of the year. I love it. And I'm thinking now, like those are all big projects. Like they're fun and they're engaging, but they're big. They take up a bit of time. And today we're really talking about two review games. They're great to use at the end of the year. And I love that they're like, they're quick. They're easy to implement. Like they are no prep. It's fun. And these are games I played with my own students. They would beg to play them multiple times. Like I would play along with them. Like it was just fun. So you can take these back to your classroom tomorrow if you want to, and you can give them a try. And honestly, we hope you do. We hope you try these out. So we're going to walk you through each of the two games, but EB Teachers Club members, you actually already have access to these games inside your membership dashboard. So you can just search for the game titles if you want to add those to your classroom. Okay, cool. So the first game is called Language Lists. And this game gives students a really fun way to dig into their memory banks and recall some of their ELA knowledge from this year. So we'll see how students do with this. Um, Okay, so here's how it works. You are going to place students into groups of three to four. And each student will need a few pieces of paper. You can use index cards, right? That works great too. Um, But they just need a few pieces of paper. And you will explain to your students that you will pick a random letter from the alphabet and an ELA category. You will then set a timer for three minutes. And each student will race to list as many things as they possibly can starting with the letter you chose that correctly matches that category. And then when the timer stops, they have to put their pencils down. Each person in the group will then take turns reading their lists aloud. And if a person says a word or phrase that another group member has, then both students must cross that off of their list. So students will only get points for the words and phrases that they wrote down that are unique in that particular round. So a non-ELA example might be like the category is fruit and then the random letter is G. So if Caitlin and I were in a group and we each start writing down as many fruits as we can that start with the letter G and some are, you know, guavas, grapes, green apples, whatever. If, If we have the same words on there, we have to cross them off. 
If we don't, it's a point for whoever has that original word. So you can play multiple rounds of this game and you can keep track of the scores all over time. You can also play group against group, which is really fun instead of individually. So that just adds more collaboration. It makes it more competitive. We know students love that. So what I like to do in my classroom is I would start off with like a practice round individually. And I would use an example, like I just said, the fruit one, like something non-ELA related, just so they get the feel for the game. And then I would say, okay, now we mean business split into two groups. We're starting with ELA concepts. So we're going to share a bunch of ELA categories that you can use for this game, but I want you to consider like, why not have your students come up with the categories as well? Like you don't need to use these. These are just kind of have in the back of your head in case you get stuck. So you can do authors, books, characters from the books or the short stories that you've read this year, similes, onomatopoeias, hyperbole, alliteration, anything related to grammar. Like you could break that down, verbals, gerunds, parts of speech, whatever, mood and tone words, literary terms students have learned this year. Like honestly, any ELA concept. Yeah. And I love it because it's a very simple game to play for like a whole class period or when you have a few extra minutes to spare. Like, you know, I don't know about you, but I feel like something with PE would always happen where I'd always have like 15 extra minutes with my kids. I'm like, what the heck am I going to do with you? (laughs) Right. This is a perfect filler to use. Um, And then once your students get the hang of it, right, once they've played it a few times, like it just takes a couple of seconds to organize the class into groups so that you can actually execute on this. And like we said earlier, you can put your students in charge coming up with categories, like select the letter for each round, even keeping track of the scores. Like they can really own this particular game. And it's really fun. It's not totally silly, right? But it is a little bit of that brain break, but we are having them go back and think about like, what did we learn this year? Um, So I love this one. All right, next review game. This one's called Reading Rhombus and it's structured like the board game Taboo. If you've ever played that one, I love that game. Same. So to play this game, you'll want to split your class into two teams and you're going to give each team time to come up with about 20 to 30 different words or different titles or phrases. Phrases are going to be the toughest that relate to concepts they learned in ELA this year. So again, they're reflecting back on the year. So I want to give you an example, like a team might come up with verbals because that's something they learned in grammar, or they might write down Esperanza Rising because that was a novel they read, or they could list, you know, the poem I Too by Langston Hughes because they studied that back in October or whatever it was. They could put down literary terms like foreshadowing, illusion, anything. Again, any topic they come up with is fine as long as it relates back to something you've studied in ELA class this year. So they come up with 20 topics or 30 topics, whatever you decide, and you approve them. Like just go through and make sure, you know, they're appropriate, of course. (laughs) And then you give the team 20 to 30 index cards. So if they came up with 20 words or titles or whatever, you give them 20 cards. If they came up with 30, you give them 30 cards. And what they do then is they write down their title, Esperanza Rising or foreshadowing or whatever, at the top of the card. Okay. At the top of the card. Yes. Super important. It goes at the top of the card. Yes. Okay. So then students will strategize as a team to come up with five words or phrases that describe the topic that they don't want the other team to use as clues. Okay. So said in another way, those would be like outlawed words, phrases that can't be used. If you've ever played taboo, you can see where this is going. So this is really important because when they play the game, they will be switching index cards with the opposing team. 
Then each team will be taking turns giving their own team clues to help them try to guess a specific word. When one team is giving clues, the other team has to be silent. So you want to pick obvious words that the opposing team cannot use as their clues. So let's go through an example. So if my team had come up with the title Esperanza Rising, we might get together and say, okay, what words do we not want Caitlin's team to be able to say? So we might write down Pam Munoz Ryan, right? The author. We might use the word book, Mexico, California, Miguel. Like those are all important, obvious words that relate to Esperanza Rising. And we would not want that opposing team to use them. And the beauty of students creating the topics and then coming up with those outlawed words is the game hasn't even started yet. And already they're reviewing content from the year and they're strategizing over which words should be outlawed. So they're thinking critically about the topics. They're analyzing which words to include or not. And it's fun, honestly. It's a lot of collaboration here. So once teams have filled out their cards with the outlawed words, they hand them back to you, the teacher. Okay. So then you will choose a team and a clue giver to go first. So the team will select a card from you and then you'll set the timer for one minute. The player will then give clues while their team calls out their guesses. So again, if you've ever played Taboo, you're watching this in your brain, like start to happen. The clue giver may not use any of those outlawed words on the card or from the topic itself. So like they can't say if it's Esperanza rising, they can't say Esperanza and they can't say rising, right? Like obvious, If but that's sometimes not obvious to our students. To students. So we want to make sure we tell them that. <laughs> we can't say, oh, it's about Esperanza. So if the clue giver uses an outlawed word from the card, the judge, which is either you or a student from the other team, will take a mental note of this and explain at the end of the minute why the team did not earn points for that card. If you have the game taboo and you want to bring in the little buzzer, you could do that too and buzz them and they don't get that card. So it's up to you if you want to let students create sentences and have players fill in the blank or if they have, um, if they can use physical gestures. Like there are certain rules that you want to establish beforehand um, that are dependent to, to how you decide to set it up, right? Like in our family, you can't use past tense words or like different tenses Ooh, of any of the words. That's hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, so side note. So the player has one minute to get their team to correctly guess as many cards as possible. And then after that minute's up, then the other team goes, you follow the same procedures and you keep going back and forth until you run out of cards. And then of course the team with the most number of points at the end is the winner. And if this game is a success, and I can pretty much guarantee it will be with your students, I want you to consider like, how could you rinse and repeat this with different categories on a different day? So let's say you do this the last week of April. Well, three weeks later in May, when you're looking for another filler activity or you want to do another game, why not do this game again and think about it? The second time students play, it's going to be even more challenging because the first round, they probably came up with the very obvious topics and titles and all that. And now it's like, they really have to dig back and say, what did we learn last November? And oh, let's pick a more challenging grammar concept. So mm -hmm. it's like taking it to another level, which I like. Love it. I'm even thinking like the EBW approach. I'm thinking, oh, like, you know, just so, so many, many things. things. Vocabulary yeah. words, right? Like you could really have a hundred percent. Um, so 
there you have it. There are two really easy review games to play with your students. They're perfect for the end of the year um, and really get your students engaged in organizing these games, having them do it. So it's even more low prep for you. Um, and let us know if you give these games a try. If you're an EB teacher, let us know in our private Facebook group. Um, let us know over on Instagram at EB Academics. We would love to hear from you. Um, so yeah, so that's it for April. Talking all about engaging. I want you to consider marking your calendars to join us in June and July this summer. We're doing two kind of PD workshops. One of them in June is focused all on engagement and rigor with our students. And then the other one in July is all about writing. We'll be sharing details about dates and how you can sign up for that um, in the weeks to come. So be on the lookout for that. All right, you guys have a great rest of your week and we'll see you next week, which is our birthday week. I was just thinking that crazy. <laughs> I'm not really particularly thrilled about birthdays anymore. I got to be honest with no. you. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun hanging out with my kids and totally. I want to eat. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, you guys, we will talk to you soon. Have a good one. Bye everyone.